Good morning. This is Stay Uncomfortable, the show where we ask the uncomfortable questions. This is Johan. It's your boy O. And uh, we got a great program for you guys today. An excellent one, I would say. But but before we do that, we're just going to go ahead and like a routine, like a ritual. I'm going to ask my boy Oscar, how is he feeling? I'm feeling, no, I was about to say fantastic like last week. I'm feeling good. You feeling good? Yeah. So give it some numbers, bro. Uh, for the week, um, emotionally, I'm like a. Emotionally, I'm like a six. Okay. We had a conversation yesterday, and I told you I was feeling kind of like bored. Yeah. You like ever, off. Yeah, like if you you know if you guys ever had just had those those days where it's like kind of tired of the same routine, tired of the same thing, you know. That's how kind of I felt yesterday. Like I was just I was at work. My last day was Friday, and I was like, eh, life. Yeah. I'm bored of it. Not that I want to die or anything. Like, I feel you. But, and then uh, mentally, I'm like a good eight, you know, headstrong. Uh, physically, I feel like I'm I'm a seven. Okay. I didn't go to the gym yesterday, so. Drinking whatever incarnation you're drinking might be at a nine, bro. Like, what 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 is that? Tell the public what's in your cup. Uh, we got pineapples. Okay. We got pineapples, apples. Avocado. Okay. And what's the and carrots. Oh, and blueberries. And blueberries. All right. No sugar added. No sugar. Well, no sugar added. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. That that might be what you need to get you through the day, man. Hopefully. See, see not me. I got regular old espresso in here. That might be what you need. Ready to give me the jitters. That's fine. It's fine. All right. Do you rank all of it? Yeah. All right. Um... I feel kind of the same. Yesterday was a peaceful day for me, I'd say. The f- you know, it's been a while since I've had a peaceful day on the road. So mentally, I'm at a solid eight. Physically, I'm going to give myself a seven. And spiritually, I'm going to give myself a seven and a half. I forgot the spiritual one. Oh, you did forget the spiritual one. So how are you feeling spiritually? I'm like a seven, too. Seven, too? All yeah. right. Yeah. <sighs> How's your week been? My week? It's almost done. It's almost done. It, it was it was an interesting turn of events, uh, given the program that we're gonna have today. I was I was feeling the need to ask a few questions, you know. And that you did. And that I did. Or not even ask, propose a few questions. Yeah. yeah. And bro boy they they didn't like that. It, the, the public is angry at you. Public is no, you know I'm not gonna say the public. You know, uh, a slight majority of people are upset at the questions that I asked or that I said that men should ask women before they get married. I also made a video of questions that women should ask men before they get married. They ain't too mad at that one. Of course not. They ain't, they ain't too mad at that one. But but, what's the question of the day before we get started with that? The question of the day is very simple. Uh, what movie makes you ain't? What movie makes you cry? What movie makes me cry? Uh, none, bro. Cause Mama ain't raised no. No, let me stop. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. You read the question before I even. Said I know, it. and I still can't think about it. I still can't think about a single movie that makes me shed a tear. Wow. No. What about you guys in the comment section? What movie makes you cry? I mean, for me personally, uh, the movie Radio always made always got to my feels. <laughs> now that you say radio, bro, 
that scene where he gets arrested. Yeah, bro. no, not, not when he gets arrested. For me, it's the scene kind of like the transition of like when the football team starts to accept him. Yeah, and like they start to apologize and start to, yeah. Manny said, "Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. Watch. Oh, let's see. See people. See people. Hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen Maybe. it. Maybe. Maybe I don't like crying though during movies. Makes you seem soft. <laughs> no, it doesn't make me seem <laughs> soft. It's just like I don't know. It's like it's a movie. Yeah. But man. I guess that's what it's supposed to do. You know. You know, have us show certain emotions, be connected with the people. Right. But radio definitely is one of them." A lot of people, I would see you crying for what's eating. What's eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah. I like that movie. I didn't cry in it, though, but I like that movie. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Straight out of Compton? What? Oh, I, I can see how Straight out of Compton can make you shed a tear. Actually, I can. Not even with the easy e scene, bro. It's like with the abuse scene, bro. But like out of anger, though. Like the, the police, the, the police brutality one. Oh, when like straight up, bro. I had a really, I had a lot of issues thinking about cops in the light way, in a good way after seeing that movie. But we all good now. Anyway, without further ado, I feel like you hype, like you, you, you excited to get into the topic. Honestly, honestly, it's not even that I'm excited to get to it. I just really, yeah, I let you have these, and uh, and you can go ahead. And... <laughs> all right, all right. You running the show today? All right, so. Today's today's program, all right, today's broadcast, we will be addressing questions that men should be asking women before they get married, okay? Questions that men should be asking women before they get married. We only took five out of the ten because we're not trying to make this a three-hour program today. Yeah. However, however... Before we ask these questions or propose these questions, there's a few things I want to clear up. Number one, these are not rapid-fire questions that you're just going to be asking one after the other as like an interview, right? Yeah. If you're doing long distance and you're getting to know someone, you don't got a lot of time with each other, then sure, set up a date and just each each of you get some index cards and ask each other what you want to ask. That's fine. However, if you're getting to know each other personally and, you you know, you live within the same zip code type thing, these should be conversations that you have, conversations that you have prior to marriage over the span of your dating, okay? There's a difference between just straight up, yo, listen, you're willing to da-da-da-da-da, or, hey, babe, come here, let me ask you something. I've been thinking, what do you think about this? Yeah, it's not something you really ask on the first date. Exactly. Or... Bro, it's not even something that you just ask to get a black and white yes or no answer. Yeah. Like, you, there's a lot of nuance that goes into this. Me, I decided not to be as nuanced in the video that I made because I'm not going to make a 10-minute video explaining all of these things, number one. And number two, I really hope maybe I, you know, overestimated some people's ability to listen, but I really hope that you can understand that these are just questions to make sure that your values align in marriage. I'm, I'm going to tell something right now to the public. If your values do not align in marriage, it is not going to be a lasting marriage. Straight up. If you cannot agree on uh, the of a hierarchy in the home, if there's going to be one or whatever dynamic you're going to have, 
is not there's not going to be a lasting marriage. If you cannot agree religion-wise, it's not going to be a lasting marriage. If you can't really uh, agree financially what you're going to do, it's not going to be a lasting marriage. If you can't agree on kids, it's not going to be a lasting marriage. There are so many things that along the way are going to be like little fractures in the foundation. Yeah. That eventually is going to bring the whole house down. Mm-hmm. You cannot edify or build a house on a fractured foundation. I agree. It's going to fall. And another thing. There are certain men that should not even be thinking about asking these questions. Number one, if you don't got a job, don't be asking a woman these questions. <laughs> All right? Okay. If you are a video game addict, addicted to your phone, addicted to other women, do not be asking no women these questions. Basically, what I'm saying is, these, this is grown folk conversation. If you don't listen to this podcast, you shouldn't be asking these questions. No, no, no. You know, <laughs> let, let's not say that. You know, uh, I, I have, I have the hope that really men can have a shift in mentality when it comes to these things. Yeah. Because again, these questions are not for you to gain uh, a hand up on anyone. These questions are just for, again, like I said before, to align your values, make sure that everything is going to be a a, a good flow in the home, that there's not going to be, this is going to be butting of heads regardless. Yeah. Because we're two different people. Yeah. You have your own opinions about how you want how you think things should be run. I might have my own opinions. However, there has to be a common understanding and a common goal. How do you want to raise these raise these kids? And and also, how am I going to honor you? And how are you going to honor me? These are questions that people don't really ask. And there, there was a lot of other questions that people were asking in the comment section that were really good. But we can leave that for a whole different show. Yeah, that's just people go based off like you know all the vibes and the energy, and mm-hmm. if we just like certain things the same. Yeah, and one one last thing, one last thing. These questions are straight up indicating a traditional marriage. Okay, traditional marriage is not for everyone. In my opinion, like I was talking to Manny yesterday. In my opinion, these questions or a traditional marriage, I would say, is the best way to go. It acknowledges and honors everybody in the home. It recognizes God in the home. And it caters to people's strengths. It makes sure that I can do what I'm best at. Make sure that you can do what you're best at. And that nobody is occupying the other person's roles. What do you say all the time? Gender roles are not always bad. Yeah. Sometimes we like that. Sometimes we believe in those. Not just men. Women too. I agree. Okay? Now... Obviously, I'm going to start with the first question that really got people pissed off. As a man, a question that you should be asking or a conversation that you should be holding with a potential wife is, are you willing to follow my leadership and respect my authority as a husband? I lost so many followers with that question. I gained a lot. I gained a lot more than I lost, but I lost like 400 followers with that question. It's because you used that word authority. And I wanted to. I, I, that was intentional. That was intentional. Because authority is not what people want, make it out to be. No. You know? People hear authority and they think of, like, dictatorship. That, bro, I was called an abuser. I was called uh, a narcissist. I was called a uh, misogynist. I was gaslighting my wife. Yo, Carmen got in those comments, bro. She started going. I've seen that. <laughs> but, um, but the point is, when I say the word authority... And remember, we are taking this based off of 
the Bible. The, the order that God has established. Not me, not you, God, right? When I say, are you willing to follow my leadership? Let's start it there, actually. Let's start with the, with the first part. Follow my leadership. Do you trust me? That's really what I'm asking. Do you trust me to guide our family in the best way possible? Do you trust my vision as a Christian man, as a humble man? And Manny actually sent me, um, uh, I'll send it to you later, a really, really good sermon from his church that was talking about masculinity, mm-hmm. you know, biblical masculinity. Mm-hmm. And it was basically saying men have God-given aggression, which is basically, uh, you know, holy, holy aggression. Like, we are strong for a reason. I like how that sounds. Yeah. I'm going to send it. You're going to love it. The book of Proverbs says that, is it Proverbs? I'm not sure. That the glory of the young man is his strength. And God gave that to us so we could use it properly for our home. Right. Now, a lot of women, most women I would say, want to see a man who is in charge, want to see a man who is able to take the home by the reins and Mm -hmm. make sure that it's steering in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And we have been given a godly authority and, and uh, sense of leadership to do so. Now, here's the interesting thing. If we're going to follow the Bible, let's be consistent. Leadership is not the same as being a boss. This is where a lot of people get confused. And if you guys have any objections or any questions in the comment section, this is a perfect time to post it. Perfect time to ask. If you are a leader... You show the way, you guide, you make sure that everyone gets there, and you pick up the slack where people are failing. A boss just tells you what to do and expects you to make it. Demands. They make demands. A lot of people were saying, oh, um, if he's a man, a real man wouldn't be asking for authority or leadership. He would just lead. I agree. I completely agree with that. However, just because you know what type of marriage you want to have does not mean that this woman knows. So this is why we're having these conversations. Yeah. And not only that, but a lot a lot of women do ask for the man to lead. Yeah. But in so many cases, like, it, you also got to be self-aware enough to understand that maybe you yourself need to educate yourself on how to submit. Yeah. Because then, obviously, if you don't know what love looks like to you, even a good leader, she's going to look like a boss. Yeah, exactly. And then the, the the worst part about this whole thing is that you're really not able, as a man, if you are an immature man that's assuming the role of authority, mm-hmm. right, or leadership, you are not going to be able to see the difference. You're not going to be able to go ahead and act as a leader. You're going to be a very bossy man. And that, in my opinion, emasculates a man. It makes you less of a man if you're trying to force your um, your God-given authority at that. Yeah, yeah. I'm using, you know, question, God-given it, authority over this woman. Because it kind of just seems like you, like, you know how they, how they always say, like, you know, we're short guys, you know, like the little man syndrome. Like, we try to make ourselves seem bigger for a reason. Yeah. It's like when you over over express your authority it's kind of almost like you're you're compensating for something for the lack of something right it that's a really good point you know and we are going to be very accountable when it comes to the man side of this okay uh, just a quick just a quick um parentheses african hippie uh they have a page called the hippocrats they're like uh, a couple they stitched my videos and went one by one 
like giving their opinion. Some of them they agreed, some of them that they they disagreed. I suggest you go follow them because their page is really great. It's great. I'm just saying they had really good opinions, and I love the fact that we're able to have a dialogue about this. And they were actually the ones that kind of like brought it to my attention. Like, yo, maybe you should uh, phrase this not as just questions, but actually have a conversation about these things, which is what I meant, you know. But with that being said, with that being said, to go off of what you just said, men sometimes, because again, we do have this godly strength, right? We have this innate sense of leadership. But just because we have that sense does not mean that we are ready to use that. Mm -hmm. And like you just said, many of us overcompensate or try to compensate for our lack of maturity. You know, I was talking to Manny yesterday about a lot of things, actually. And I said, yo, bro. You see how um, whenever a friend of ours got a girlfriend, we didn't really feel jealous. We felt happy for them. Whenever, whatever age we were, we never said, like, should have been me. Yeah. You know what gave me a lot of jealousy? When I saw a man acting like a man and I knew that I could do that, but I wasn't. Like, if I saw somebody, like a man who he walked into a room and he was poised and, and so in control of his emotions that he could command attention without having to raise his voice, mm -hmm. that was what I wanted. Mm -hmm. When I saw a man able to, you know, be handy with his hands yeah. and, like, fix something, I'm like, why can't I do that? I want to do that. When I saw a woman talk highly of a man because of his qualities, and I'm like, I could be doing that too. What am I doing? That's the type of jealousy I got. So in that sense, I wasn't ready to have that any any type of authority. Yeah. You know, in a marriage, because I was lacking the basic things that would make a woman even want to follow me in the first place. So, with that being said, we have to be very, very careful when we use the word authority. Yeah. Now, here's a real question What do I mean by authority? All I mean by that, and I know that a lot of, a lot of people listening aren't Christians, but I'm going to use my faith at this because it is a cornerstone of my life. We have to understand that God established a way of, in order for things. I'm not asking you to see me as more than. I'm not asking you to see me as more important than you are. Yeah. All I'm asking you to do is to acknowledge who God says I am in this marriage. If you acknowledge me, if you honor me, just like you want me to honor you, just like you want me to acknowledge your position as a wife, that does not mean that my voice is more important than yours in marriage. It does not mean that my opinions matter more. It does not mean that you're going to blindly obey what I ask you to do. Authority does not mean blind obedience. It simply means you understand who I am in this marriage. Are you going to be behind my back talking about me? Are you going to hold me accountable? I need you to hold me accountable as, as my wife. I'm giving you that authority. Yeah. There's, it's not a power struggle. It's a mutual understanding of what roles we are to fulfill in this home. If, if I am to be the authority in this household, I am to be the provider. Not everybody agrees with that, but in my house, I'm the provider. And if Carmen ever starts making money, that's great, but I'm the provider. I don't mean that you're going to lean on it either. Exactly. It, it just means, honestly, want me to be honest with you? I talked to Carmen about this, and I was like, babe, listen... I don't know if if you were to be making like something crazy on on YouTube or something like three hundred thousand dollars a year or or even more than that, I still feel like I would want to work. 
not because I have the need to show you that I can provide, but rather it's an innate sense that's in, in, in man, priest, provider, protector. Mm-hmm. We have to do something. We can't just stay sitting around. We can't just be doing nothing. I agree. You know? So it's very, it's very odd when, when a man has that need to enforce himself upon a woman. That's not godly. That is not manly. In fact, like you say, it is a it's a direct manifestation of an immature boy trying to fill the shoes of a man. That's exactly what it is. Just trying to to fill a position or the shoes of, of a place that he himself hasn't hasn't reached yet. Yeah. So then what you just end up doing is that you end up over over expressing it to the point where it's like now. Now you're now you're yelling at people. Now you're yelling at your wife. You're yelling at your kids. You're yelling at everybody just because you wanna you wanna see yourself as bigger than what you really are. Exactly because you. See, but here's the thing, it's a mirror. You want people to see you as more than you are. Yeah. Your voice is frustrated because you know that no one's listening to you. But mm. bro, what have you done to earn that respect? To earn people's ears. Exactly. And you know what? Let's talk specifically about your wife, or not even your wife in this scenario. The woman that you would like to marry, you got to have some balls on you to ask a woman, are you going to respect my authority? And you have no leg to stand on. You know what's crazy? Um, I Like the way you worded the, the question, like, oh, do you have the, you know, are you willing to respect my authority? Mm-hmm. I feel like, and not that your question was wrong, but I feel like a man who's already excelled at finding his holy authority would it would just ooze out of him without him even having to ask. It really. is natural. Bro, I'm going to say this. I'm going to give the man in the scenario the benefit of the doubt. If you got this woman to date you, if she agreed even on going on a date with you, and you have gotten to the point where you're having these conversations, mm-hmm. you have probably already shown some type of natural leadership. I guarantee that based on your mannerisms, a girl will, a girl without you asking her or a female without you asking her will already think to herself... Maybe I can. I maybe maybe I can be led by this by this man. Exactly, it's it's like you always say, if you want your woman or your wife to be in her feminine energy, yeah, you better damn well be operating in your masculine energy. Mm-hmm. And masculine energy does not mean exerting you know, uh, exerting yourself over her. Yeah, does not mean enforcing your will upon this woman, inflicting your immature ways upon her, and expect her to follow suit. Because that's not even that's disrespecting your your girl at this point. This is taking the power dynamic into uh, a master slave type of thing. Yeah. You do whatever I want you to do, and that's that. And unfortunately, we know a lot of marriages like that. We know a lot of men that say just because I am the man, my voice is to be heard and to be obeyed. That is not godly. Because the Bible also tells men to listen to our wives. Mm-hmm. Why does why why is that never included in the conversation? Why is it always oh? Wives, submit to your husbands like, like, okay. At this point, that verse is just being used, weaponized. It, it is being weaponized, all with the, with the intention of uh, subjugating a wife. Um, uh, the African hippie actually did uh, say something. Um, damn, what's the word she used? It's not uh, submissive, it's subservient. Mm. I do not need you to be a yes master type of woman. Right. I don't need you to be the person that says yes to me. I don't need a yes woman. In fact, I feel like that will actually make me less of a man in the long run. And the real man wouldn't want that either. Exactly. 
A real man is comfortable with correction. Did y'all hear me? A real man is comfortable with correction. Because I've had a lot of men comment on my on my videos. No, I do not allow. Listen to the words that they're using. I do not allow my wife to correct me. I am not her child. Bro, we we like we like I, like you know we, we said that we were gonna like maybe last like ten minutes with each question. Yeah, this is already. But, but in terms of in terms of of that thing, it's just like I remember I posted a clip on Instagram and and you know some guy commented he's like. And for the women too, and mm-hmm. I'm like, regardless whether your statement is correct or not, that's not what this is about. Like, exactly, it's about just the accountability accountability part. Right. Like, it doesn't matter what she's doing. It gets me. It, it, this is one of these things that I've had to learn how to let go. Every video that I post, I try to be as direct, but some a little bit nuanced, right? But I try to talk directly to one audience. Yeah. Because if I don't do it that way, a couple things are going to happen. Engagement is going to be nowhere. Yeah. The target audience is going to be nowhere. So basically, yeah. it's going to either go everywhere or nowhere. But I always try to talk to a specific group of people. But then the opposite group says, okay, but what about them? But what about them? O- okay, I, I agree that they need some things to be addressed too. Yeah. However, we're talking to you right now. Yeah, that's that's not... We're not... This, like, we are two two men, and at the end of the day... Even if we are here addressing the faults of men and putting women into, I mean, the faults of women and putting women into account accountability, yeah, all the all, all the comments are just going to be t- two guys telling women what to do. Exactly. We like as much as we have the authority, we only have the authority with only one woman, and that's who we choose to be with. We don't have the authority over every woman, so we don't have the authority to correct every woman, regardless whether they're right or wrong. All I'm saying is, if they want us men to listen to women to know how to act yeah. with them, then I feel like they should listen to men when it comes to how to act with us. I digress with that. With that being said, just to wrap it up, wrap up this question. When I say, are you willing to follow my leadership and respect my authority? I'm asking you, are you willing to acknowledge me as the man in the marriage? Not you, me as the man. That does not mean I am better than you. It does not mean that you don't have a voice. It doesn't mean that I am more important than you. It just means that we have a specific way of living here. I am given a God-given authority just like you are given a God-given authority. Because that's another thing that I want to make very clear. Just because I have authority does not mean that she does not. I listen to my wife. My wife is wise. My wife has discernment. My wife also has a relationship with God. My wife is also God's daughter. And if I do not listen to her and every decision that I make is just because I'm the man, mm-hmm. I am forfeiting so many blessings because I'm not listening to her. Yeah. Just like I want her to listen to me, I should be damn well ready to listen to her. It is not a one-way street. Because if not, the, the exchange of energy when it comes to respect and love is not going to be there. Mm-hmm. And then God knows how that's going to go. So there's that. Question number two. And Manny and I also had a very long conversation about this. Are you capable of keeping our issues among us? Nobody else. Okay. This is where people started to call me a narcissist and an abuser. Because they feel as though one woman even said it question number one let me boss you around question number two don't tell your daddy i did this this is this is the ignorant translation 
Exactly. No, that's literally what they said. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So, with that being said, I am not saying that you cannot have external help or external outlets from Mm. your marriage. We talk to you all the time about our marriage, right? What I'm saying when, when I say keeping issues between us is as a marriage, man and woman, you have to, it's not negotiable, you have to learn how to deal with your problems on your own. Yeah. You on have your, to learn. On your own and within the four walls of your home. Exactly. Because nothing's more uncomfortable than being with a couple who's arguing and you can feel it in the room because it's like... Precisely. Now I got to kind of play favorites. And I feel like in the early stages of the marriage, it's important that you learn, that you master this because what's going to happen is if you constantly depend on another person, Mm -hmm. on their opinion, on their XYZ, whatever you want to call it, about your marriage, then you, you are lacking any type of, you know, any type of authority in your home. So the reason why this question is so important is because just too many times we always end up going to either people, friends, family, whatever, that obviously are going to, you want people to be on your side. If you have an argument with, with your wife or your husband, you obviously going to go to the person that is usually biased. That's because that's just, that's just how it works. That's just how we operate because we, we always want to be right in every argument. And the moment that we start thinking the argument or the issue is not me versus you, but us versus the issue, we address it a whole different way. Right. And, you know, like you said, you know, the boys will go to 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 the boys when they're having an argument. The boys will tell them everything that the boy wants to hear. Mm-hmm. The girl will go to her friends. The girl, will, the girlfriends will tell her everything they want to hear. And then we, all, then when we finally come back into the home, now it's not even our voices speaking for each other. It's the group that we went to speaking for us. Yeah. You know, um, Jen actually posed a very important point here. You will forgive your spouse before your family will. Yeah. So if I go to my mom, if I go to my mom talking about Carmen, mommy, listen, she just, she doesn't want to listen to me. She doesn't want to do this and that. She doesn't want X, Y, Z. I would have potentially ruined the way my my mom views my wife wife permanently because everyone's maturity level is different. Everyone's because I'm her boy. Yeah. Ain't no way that no woman is gonna be treating her boy in a certain way, type thing, you know. And I owe it to my wife to make sure that her reputation is not tarnished off of one argument that we had, because that five minute argument can be someone's permanent. Oh, I can't stand her, mm-hmm. type thing, you know. So we have to be very careful who we go to. Mm-hmm. However, however. We do have people that we can go to. The beautiful thing about that is that everybody that we go to is they're the same exact people. Like, she doesn't go to one person, I go to a different person. We all have the same people that we can confide in if we ever do need to talk to anyone. If we ever do need to It should be somebody who is who's non biased and who will always have the best interest of the relationship. Exactly. Precisely. Even and if that means putting one or the other in check. Exactly. It means that you have to be willing to let your guard down and accept who this person is going to go to. That's it. 
I cannot prohibit my wife from talking to someone, especially if I'm not willing to change. Yeah. You know? If I'm not willing to change, then that's 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 it. Then if 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 quick side note. Yeah. If a man is not willing to change or a wife is not willing to change, well, usually a man if if a wife asks a man, "Can you change?" and he literally straight up refuses to change, he's already breaking one of the vows. Exactly. Because then he's not honoring. And he's, that's, not, he's not honoring you. He's dismissing you all on, under the guise of he is a man. And that's it. Yeah. You can go to other people. However, there has to be a lot of, um, there has to be a lot of mutual understanding when it comes to this. This takes a lot of maturity. Yeah. Like if we were to sit down and understand the parameters of a marriage. Thank you, thank you guys so much for sharing the live. If we were to understand the parameters that it takes to keep a marriage going, to keep people on their toes, to make sure that we're accountable, it's a lot of work, which is why a lot of marriages fail. People are not willing to put in the work. There's too much, there's too much pride involved. Precisely. And I feel, and this is where I, I have to be held accountable to myself. Mm -hmm. Because I will, I will admit right now, everyone listen, I'm going to admit, when I made that question, are you willing to keep things between us? I was being a little bit prideful because I do have an issue with how others view me, especially if the reason that they view me negatively was because my wife went to them and said something about me. Maybe she didn't even say it a negative way, yeah. but what she says and what they hear can be two different things. Like She can say, oh, Johan came home from work and he didn't really look at me, he didn't really acknowledge me, and they can hear, oh, he neglects his wife. Which can happen because, I mean, let's be honest, like, we all have friends. We all have people that we just vent to. Not necessarily that we go for some type of marriage counseling, but obviously if something is just not going on in the house and let's say Carmen goes to, you know, her three or four closest people and they're, yeah. ju they're just hanging out and they're like, girl, this happened to me and Johan just did this and that. Like, that's understandable. Yeah. But in the moment that she expresses that venting, the type of people that she should be with should be the people that's, uh, that would either... That wouldn't join her side and be like, yeah, girl, he, you know, he does, you deserve not to give him something. That's anything. the problem. That's the problem. I also feel very disrespected. Thank God this hasn't happened in our marriage. We established this boundary very early on and we have honored it. But what bothers me is when another person believes that they have a say in your marriage. All because one of you went to them. Now they believe, oh, she comes to me, she must trust what I say. So let's see what's going to happen. Let me talk to this man. What? No, no. No, no. If we have agreed mutually on who we're going to talk to, then yes, you have every right to come and check me. Every right. Yo, listen, man. Uh, your girl came to me. She did tell me that you haven't touched her in three months. What's going on, man? You what's good? going on, bro? You watching porn, man? Is that, are, you, are, you, are you okay? You need help, bro? Exactly. Those are the type of things that I welcome because they're offering help. They're not coming with accusatory tones. Mm -hmm. Now, if somebody, if you go over to your homegirl and she said, you need to leave that man. We all know that happens. Yeah. Because misery loves company. Yes, it does. And the people who usually say those types of things are people who are alone, prideful, I ain't going to let no man type of woman. And then they inflict that mentality upon you. Mm -hmm. Because you didn't know how to keep a boundary. It's like I said. It's like I said last week. Remember that that we all they they just want to they don't want to drown in the ocean by themselves. Exactly. 
That's what it is. And then, and then the funny thing is that we make the assumption that this is going to be good for us in the long run. When in reality, the entire point of this of this uh, sentence or this question isn't even to keep you from sharing your issues. Yeah. It's to encourage you to learn how to solve them yourselves. Because the moment that you learn how to solve issues within your, your own home, you're going to know peace. Yeah. It's like, okay, we fought for four hours. We need to sit down and take a breath. Acknowledge what was said. Why did I say it? And what can we do differently? And just and just because again, ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Lay it all out. That's yeah. what it is. Just just no hiding emotions. I feel there's a there's a term for it, and I forgot. I might look it up later. I don't know. That is literally you 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 lay it. It's called the uh, the accusation audit. Okay. And it's basically where if you did something to me, I'm gonna lay it all down. If I did something to you, I'm gonna lay it all down. No matter how silly or how big it is, you gotta lay it all down because you gotta make sure that the other person understands fully where you're coming from. Yeah. To be able to empathize with you. And again, if we just come with it with a humble heart, hey, this is what's going on. At the end of the day, you're going to have to have the tough conversations. You're going to have to. The arguments are not going to be solved just by, oh, let me just let... It's so immature when, when I see couples that argue and then without any communication, they just either have sex or they either uh, just sit down Pretend and Pretend that something didn't, that didn't happen. Exactly. And, I, and that really does add insult to injury because now you're not acknowledging how I felt. Yeah. And we're just we're just shoving it under the rug. And I heard I heard one time that says the only way to get to peace is to go to war. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's good. And we have we we have to have the tough conversations because the stuff that gets pulled under the rug is like in the cartoon when somebody's like in a rush to clean yeah. and they just shove everything in the closet. Mm-hmm. The moment you open the closet, everything's gonna come. Everything's falling gonna out. come falling out. The whole thing. And then here's here's the thing: if we don't learn how to do this, if we depend on other people, like that's the question: we depend on other people. For resolving our own issues, mm-hmm. then is there ever really going to be peace in your home? No. When it's just you two. Again, if therapy is an outlet for you, I recommend it. If um, you have a family member that you are mutually agreeing on that you can talk to, that's an that's an available avenue. However, this if com- you're if you're a believer and you have you know people in the church or whatever that talk to them and yeah. i would be very cautious about that but yeah. even that my my only question is and this is kind of where what happens when that person is no longer available mm, dependency because now you are creating a relationship with this person that you feel the availability let's say god forbid they go god takes calls them home or you move from a state to another and you don't really have that ability to just pick up a phone whenever you want yeah. and speak to them like you used to. What happens when that person is long, no longer available? Are you now incapable of resolving issues in your home? Mm-hmm. So my suggestion to, to men when you're going to ask this to these women, because it's a question, again, that you're going to ask a woman, are you capable of keeping our issues amongst us? Make sure that she is okay with not gossiping about you because this is basically going behind your back if she says yes i'm okay with this and doesn't do it anyway okay mm-hmm. so there's that question number three if one day i can't provide will that change how you see me all right that's a big one so this is not a 
It's not a question of if one day I want to sit back and relax. Yeah. How are you going to see me? If I if all if all of a sudden I decide to become a bum, are you going to see me differently? No, 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 no. If one day I get laid off of work and it's hard to get another job, is that going to make you see me as less of a man? If one day I get seriously injured and I'm not able to go back to work for a while, are you going to take care of me? It's like, you want me to take care of you? Yeah. If one day for whatever reason, the money just ain't coming through, you see me struggling, you see me frustrated, you see me wanting to be a better man and want me to provide, it's just, it's just not happening right now. Are you going to be patient with me? Basically, do you see me as more than a wallet? I want to show you something, too, that's also very important just because I kind of sort of lived it myself. Um, we Obviously, we're all adults. The economy's tough, everything. Yeah. And sometimes it can be hard for a man to be able to, and I don't know if anybody's gone through this, to be able to, to provide not only just the needs for your wife, mm-hmm. but also the wants. Yeah. Because it's one thing also to pay the bills, make sure there's food in the house, make sure there's heat, make sure everything's taken care of. But it's also another thing that your wife, because many times as men, as providers, we're not, we're, we're, the, the finances is all, is all about us. Yeah. The women don't really pay too much attention as long as, you know, as long as the lights ain't going off, as long as the, the house is still warm. And so, again, this is in, in a traditional in a, marriage. In a traditional home. So oftentimes women are like, oh, you don't take me out to eat enough. You don't, you don't, you know, we, we don't do these nice things anymore that they do cost money. It's not always the case. You can do certain uh, recreational things that don't cost money, but things do cost money. And it's it's just very difficult to... I'm so sorry. You're good. It's very <laughs> difficult to... I, I, like, just women have a little bit of grace with the men that are trying to make it happen on both ends of the court. Yeah. On the needing and the wanting side, because many times as men, we want to give you it all. We want to give you the needs that you want, and we want to take you out to a nice restaurant. We want to buy you that dress. We want to buy you that thing that you've been asking for for so long, and sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's tough. In fact, in fact, in modern history, right? Yeah. Let's say 2020 to the date, it's tough for most people. And I feel like that's why you, it's, it's okay to be a little bit more understanding now. And Sammy just commented, while it can be difficult, it's also the wife's part to be understanding yeah. and accepting of sacrifices. Yeah. Not everything is going to go perfectly. Even the richest man, the richest man can have a downtime. I, I was reading an article yesterday of actors who went bankrupt after they became famous. Johnny Depp, Nicolas Cage, so many people that we know had money. Yeah, went into debt and were like bankrupt after a while. It, you never know. Money is a fleeting thing, mm-hmm. you know. And if the woman that you ask this question is even like, man, you better always be providing. Ain't no way that you're gonna be in my house being a bum, not bringing money in. What do you bring to the table? This is when I tell you to run. Yeah, because it's it, it's a it's a double edged sword. Because then let's say the moment, as for example, the moment you're like, you know what, I have these extra couple bucks. Maybe I can leave certain bill for later because she wants to go out to eat so bad. Yeah. Now you're making a sacrifice based on the emotions that she's feeling. So now you're late on the bill, but your girl's happy. So now you tell your girl that you're late on the bill and it's like, why didn't you take care of the bill? And it's like, mm-hmm. I really just wanted to take you out to eat because you've been asking this for so long. Yeah. So again, just a little, that grace, you have no idea what that grace can do. It, and that understanding, like like they said here. 
it motivates you to be a better man. Ladies, listen to this. I'm going to give you a, a key right now. If you are able to be gracious with your husband, it motivates him to be a better man for you. Mm-hmm. So you can even be a little bit selfish with this thought process. I want my man to be a better husband for me. Let me be a more gracious wife for him. He deserves it. You see him working. You see him busting his butt, going to work every day. He never, ever, ever says, I'm not going to go to work today. Mm-hmm. He does his job to make sure that you have food. Even if you're working. Mm-hmm. In, in modern day America, that's even if you're working, he makes sure that he does not leave the load of the home to you. Not every woman has the luxury of having this type of husband, unfortunately. But that's what we're here for. We're trying to change yeah. these men's minds however you have to be willing yeah. to give like oscar always says what type of grace irrational, irrational grace yeah and well, all, even when it doesn't make sense yeah and all and although the bible is clear on certain things that are just for men wedding vows are for both yeah so when you really are up there and you hear in sickness and in health in richer or in poor and all these things, that is a commitment not only are you making to that person, but you're making it to God. Yeah. So you're basically just saying, as a woman, if my man gets injured on whatever job he's in, because of those vows and that commitment I made to him, and because up. the value I see in him is way more than the money he brings in, mm-hmm. I step up. And here's a beautiful part about that. When they step up, it even it makes you be like, nah, nah, I got to step up now. I can't let my baby handle all this. I'm telling you, I'm telling you all this because it's happened to me. I, back in 2020, I always make this this example during COVID. I got laid off, and it became really difficult for me to find a viable job mm-hmm. to keep my house going. My wife told me, Mm-mm, "Hold on," because I got a a job at the Wegmans uh, warehouse. I think you worked there for for a little bit too, at FedEx. Yeah, yeah, bro. I was getting injured every other day over there. It was crazy. And my wife was like, no, no, hold on. Quit. I don't need, don't go back. Take a seat. Find a job that is good enough for this home. And I will make sure that we don't, bro, she worked for, for a little bit. She worked. I remember. And I wasn't working. I was looking for a job. I I was taking care of the home though. (laughs) She wasn't going to come home and find me on my, on my butt. I I promise you that. But she, she held it down. Mm Mm-hmm. And then that made me, that motivated me to go ahead and be like, nah, she can't keep doing this. And I really want to give my flowers to any woman, any women out there who, who unfortunately, you, you know, uh, things of life happen and you either married and unfortunately something happened to your husband and you had to take that reins. And I, it can be so difficult. Yeah. It can be so difficult as the woman to, you know, love this man and you love this man and, 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 and you are the provider of your home due to certain circumstances. Like I really, my heart really does go out to you. And I just want to know that, you know, we're proud of you here. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's a lot more than just, you know, it goes a little bit beyond. Yeah. It goes beyond just, see. yeah, just the money, just also just the mental capacity of handling a man, because let's be honest, as a man are, we see ourselves and it's like, okay, up the money. Yeah our bodies, the sex and everything. So being able to be with somebody who just not can only provide money, but let's say in certain um, intimate needs that maybe they can't do it so much. Exactly. And, and for as a woman, for you to be able to understand that. There's a lot of things that we're not always going to be able to do. Yeah. 
There's going to be times when you want something to be done and it's just not going to be possible. Are you willing to be understanding? Yeah. Okay? So there's that. Number four, another question every man should ask a woman before he decides or ask her to marry him. Are you willing to limit contact with family and friends who do not respect our boundaries? They didn't like this one either. They really didn't like this one. That's why I picked it. What do you mean I can't talk to nobody? No, that's not what it is. What do you mean I have to limit contact with my family and friends? Mama, listen. If we establish a boundary in our home, for example, our children are going to be raised X, Y, Z way. Not the way I want them to be raised. Not the way you want them to be raised. The way that we want them to be raised. There should not be a third parent in this home. Mm-hmm. It took two of us to make them, not three. There should not be a third parent. That includes your mama. It includes my mama. It includes your sister. It includes my brother. It includes our friends. Anyone. Bible says it clear. Leave your father and mother. Yeah. And join your wife or you are one. And this is, this is kind of where um, I'm going to sound a little bit misogynistic, right? It goes both ways. That's a bad word here. It's a bad word, but it, this, what I'm about to say, goes both ways, right? If my wife knows that I am uncomfortable with her doing XYZ activity, just like she can be uncomfortable with me doing XYZ activity, and she goes to, and a friend tells her, hey, let's go ahead and do that very thing. My wife knows to say either flat out no, because we established the boundary that that we're not going to do that. Or if she feels the need to, and she can if she wants to, oh, you know, I don't think that's a good idea. Johan and me talked about this, and I feel like it'll be, we we shouldn't do that. Or just a no, because at the end of the day, you don't really got to give an explanation. No, no, but let's say that it's a friend, right? And sometimes we feel the need to explain things to friends for whatever reason, right? But it doesn't go any further than that. My husband and I agreed that it's not a good idea. Therefore, I'm not going to participate in said activity. If that friend says, forget what that man thinks. He don't control you. You're a free woman. You're a free, independent woman. That's a friend that, as a husband, I would not want you in, in your life. Because I know that you damn well will not want a man in my life, a homie, that tells me to go against a boundary that we established against you. Uh-huh. You wouldn't want that. We talk about this topic so much because it, it like there really is influence. Like I don't care who you are, you're gonna get sucked up into something. Exactly. Out of even if you get it going through it innocently, and then it, you're gonna get sucked up because friends friends are always gonna be there. Bro, my philosophy has always been: once you're married, the friends you have have to add to you, not subtract from you. Mm-hmm. They cannot be a hindrance into your marriage. They literally have to be in addition to. Bro, any anyone that's in my family and in, in my in my friend group, we all add to our to my marriage. They all add to my marriage. There's nobody subtracting from my marriage. If you are subtracting from my marriage, doesn't matter if you're a man, a woman, uh, family or friend, you are no longer going to be I'll I'll see you every now and then. I'll be cordial with you. Yeah. But I'm not inviting you to my house. You're not coming over. I'm not entertaining your presence, especially if you are blatantly willing to disrespect the boundaries that my wife and I have, have established. What does that, how, what does that say, how, how you see me as a man? Mm-hmm. 
oh, he doesn't have any say in his home, is whatever I want. This this on, almost goes related with the other point where I really dislike it when a third person has the notion that they have a say in my marriage. Mm-hmm. That does it doesn't fly. I married one woman. I didn't marry you and her friends. Yeah. So so if you are asking this woman this question, you talking to you yeah. in front of me. If you're asking this woman a question and she says, No, I'm not willing, what is your next answer? Then that is grounds for an open conversation. Right. And maybe you explaining why you would have an issue yeah. with that. Because we don't we don't I don't want people to think that that the answer no is an immediate deal breaker. Bro, these are not supposed to these are not supposed to be deal breaking questions. They're supposed to be open ended conversations. Yeah. Very big difference. Okay. Yeah. However, however, if you explain to her exactly why this could be an issue, you give her real life examples, and she still says, I'm gonna do what I wanna do, and you're gonna do whatever you wanna do. That is a marriage without boundaries. And a marriage without boundaries is not going to last. That's just my opinion. You know, there's a lot of people out here. Maybe they're just indifferent mm. with each other. I mean, a marriage without boundaries is basically just, what's it called? A, a poly uh, polygamy? Well, it's not polyamorous, but it's not an open relationship. It might as well be. Oh, well, what I'm saying is, if the man that you're marrying does not have any priority in your thought process, then why are you getting married in the first place? Because, uh, again, that sounds misogynistic. Oh, this man wants to control who my friends are. No, no, mama. I want you to understand that I have boundaries. And let me tell you something. Women, a a man without boundaries is a dangerous man to entertain. That is not a man you want to be around. That's a man that entered, what were we reading last week? Psalms 101. Yeah. Right? I will not entertain the presence of evildoers. They will not stand in my presence. People who gossip will not stand in my presence. People who, who go behind their brother's back people to talk who, ill about, they will not stand in my presence. People who look at vile things. Who people? Well, that's talking about him. I will not entertain vile yeah, things. Yeah. But people who, who basically insist on deceiving others, mm-hmm. they will not stand in my presence. A man without boundaries is a dangerous man. Because guess what? If he, if he doesn't have boundaries, what makes you think that he's going to respect yours? Yep. And if you're a woman without boundaries, then you shouldn't be thinking about marriage. Because that trickles down to your kids. Let's say you have kids one day. If you lack boundaries, how are you going to protect these kids? Mm-hmm. If you just allow anything to come in and out of your house. And it just shows that you also, the desire is to have a long-lasting relationship. Yeah. Because you need boundaries to be able to have a long-lasting relationship. Because again, you become one. It's not something to be taken lightly. You become one. This is the person that you decide to share your whole life with. Precisely. Why Why would you want to bring anybody else who has the possibility to ruin that for you? Man, you, you just said something that I phrased differently a few months ago. Peace in a household is not a luxury that everybody has. So if you do have it, you better do your best to protect it. At the end of the day, your boys go back to just being their, their, living their bachelor lives and you're the one who has to come home and be with the wife. That you just betrayed by not having any boundaries out there. By just letting everybody and their mama 
talk garbage about and, their wives, about your wife, about how she's uh, she's whipping you, how you're whipped. And it sounds and it sounds harsh, but it's like at the at the there's some things that I will always say. There's some things that are just black and white. They're yes and no. If you gotta ask yourself, is this all right? Yeah, it's probably not. No, and also. And this is probably maybe not pre- prevalent to this question, but you, I do want to slip this in there. If you are asking what you can get away with in marriage, you're already asking the wrong questions. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to elaborate on that. Maybe in another time. I'm just going to repeat it. If you're all, always trying to see what technicality you can get away with, or you didn't technically say this, or, this is why this conversation is so important. So that it, everything can be clear. Mm-hmm. Agua. Everything can be Visible. If you're just looking at the at the quote unquote marriage contract, trying to find the fine print, then you probably shouldn't get married. Bro, you're not a lawyer, man. You're just trying to get married to the woman that you love. Exactly. And 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 here's the thing: the difference is a man who actually loves this woman will go beyond the established contract to make her happy. He will do his best to go up and above to make sure that her peace is there. Mm-hmm. That her emotional well-being is present. That her, the way that she sees you as a man is a good one. That you keep your word so that she doesn't have to second-guess every time you say, yes, baby, I'll take care of that. I've lived through that. I've been that man. Where I say one thing and it doesn't happen. And that slowly goes like, deteriorating my righteousness and my authority as a husband. Because that's the thing. I can, I can ask for, for her to see me a certain way. But if I don't act a certain way, it, it doesn't matter. Nope. It doesn't matter. So, was that number four? I'm going to do number five. Mm, Okay. It is. What is... I'm going to do number six. Okay. I like it. That's why I wrote it, because I... I I, I like it. Okay. And just, uh, let's see the comments here. My hubby embracing vulnerability made me want to move this whole earth for him. Yes. Yeah. Do, do, do y'all hear that? Her husband being vulnerable with her, open, clear, made her want to move the entire earth for him. Wisdom is proven right by his results. But I don't care how many men out here talk talk crap. Dang, bro. The That's pro- fire. The proof is in is in the pudding. And I, I, I respect that so much. Bro, this is this is I'm gonna say right now. This is a person that's gonna live. If God gives them long life, it's going to be a lasting marriage. Yeah, their children are gonna grow in a loving. You can see a great example. Excellent environment and atmosphere that's filled with love, respect, understanding, clarity, openness. Their kids are not gonna be like, I don't want to tell mom and dad I did this. No, they gonna they're gonna see this and they're gonna see the difference between uh, fathership and mothership mm-hmm. and, and like parents. And just oh I messed up type of thing. They're gonna they're gonna talk to them. People don't understand that like vulnerability literally has the power of life and death. It does. If you if you as a man are not able to be vulnerable with your wife, you're gonna there's gonna come a time when you're all gonna blow up and you're gonna like, oh I'm just frustrated. Oh I don't want to hear it anymore. It's you, like you had ten years to tell me about your frustrations and now you're blowing up in my face and now you want to talk to me about how frustrated mm-hmm. you've been. Why didn't you talk to me then? Mm-hmm. Especially if I've given you the outlet, the ability, the the full on, <laughs> the full authority to come to me and speak to me. And it allows him to be a better leader. That's true. 
because it almost humanizes the fact that women can look at a man and be like, I'm not dealing with an emotionless robot. Exactly. It, it allows them to be like, I'm dealing with another man who's also has his issues, another man who he's just trying to make it work for me and the family. And something that I heard that kind of can be, you know, um, can kind of go hand in hand. Somebody said something that said, um, the only way to reach the highest parts of the kingdom of Jesus is still, is still to go up to the feet. Yeah. So in the same way, the only way to be re a really good leader in your household is to serve and be at the feet of your wife. I want to say something about that. I really forgot to say that at the beginning. As Christians, okay, we are Christian men. Right. Not everyone listening here is a Christian, and I, I respect that. But as Christian men, our definition of leadership is quite possibly the opposite of your definition of leadership. You might understand a leader to be the one who is in charge of everything, which can be true, but doesn't boss people around. That's not what a leader is. Biblically, when Jesus tells his disciples what a leader is, he refers to the Romans. He says, you see these Roman soldiers who like to boss their, their, their authority around everyone, mm -hmm. like to boast and presume their authority above everyone and abuse the position that they have? Do not be like these men. That's Jesus talking to us. That is not what authority and leadership is. Authority and leadership is me making everyone's needs around me a priority. If my wife has a need, I am to serve her. If my children have a need, I am to serve them. I am to put their needs, their issues, their sickness, their hunger, their need above my own. That is what a real leader is. It is not me exerting my authority over anyone. Because if you really had authority, you wouldn't have to do that. Yeah. I make sure that my wife is taken care of. I make sure that she is emotionally taken care of. I make sure that she's sexually taken care of. I make sure that she is financially taken care of. I make sure that my kids have a good example to follow and that they're taken care of. And at the end of the day, any needs that I have, if I follow these examples, will automatically be fulfilled. Yep. I said it one time. Like, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Being a good husband is going to get you rewarded by a good wife. It's a, it's, a, it's a cycle. It's a circle. It's a cycle. You really can't escape that cycle either. By definition, if you are a good husband and you chose properly. That's you, the key. You, you asked the questions yeah. and you got the answers that you needed. Because again, these might not be deal breakers. They damn well can be though. Yeah. Because this is for you to make an educated decision. It's not for you to make yourself a, a, a king in your home, even yeah. though your wife will see you as such. Yeah. This is for you to be like, okay, her values align with mine. Cool. Let's get this ring. The live ended. I don't know. We're, st we're still... Sorry about this for the ones listening. Uh, I mean, yeah, we're still here. Now, let's just let's just go ahead and ask the last question here. That was a that was a geez, man. All right. The last question. If I give you a house, can you turn it into a home? 
Okay. This is the one. Well, they've all been controversial. They've all been controversial. Repeat that. If I give you a house, can you turn it into a home? I believe in a specific feminine touch in the house. Mm-hmm. I love that. You see all all this, all these books and plants and even the color of the wall. This wasn't me. I put it up. Yeah. I paid for it, but my wife chose it. My wife saw each and every one of these details intricately, and she put it up herself. It's like we were talking, though. Like, one of the points of marriage is being able to um, feed off each other's strengths. Exactly. So, even though you had the means to buy it and put it up, you didn't have the vision that she had. And just so you know, this this is just a superficial example. Yeah. Right? When I say, can you give, if I give you a house, can you give me a home? Or can you turn it into a home? It goes deeper than that. Right? Because I believe... And I, I don't want to do like I say Jesus right now with the Bible, okay? But I believe in the God-given ability that women have to multiply things. We give, them a, we give them a seed, they give us children. We give them food, they give us a meal. Give them a house, they give us a home. I hate that. I never thought about that. You know? And then you give her problems, she gives you a headache. Mm. So it's a two-way sword, okay? With that being said... In this last question, when we ask, baby, if I give you a house, do you possess the capability to give me a home? You know what you're really asking her? Are you a wise woman? Because Proverbs says, the wise woman edifies her house. I've been seeing a lot of women that on their bio, they be having like, oh, Proverbs woman. I think they're talking about Proverbs 31, which if you're a wife, please do yourself a favor. Read Proverbs 31. Be that woman and you will have the best marriage ever. Hello from Nigeria. We we worldwide. How you doing? That other live though. Dang. Yeah, man. We had like twenty nine people active on that. It was really good. Yeah, we're like a hundred, like a hundred k. We're like ten k. Yeah, it's it's whatever. It is. It's fine. But point is, um, if you as a woman lack the capability of turning a house into a home, first and foremost, it's a difficult question to answer because maybe you've never done that before. And maybe you don't know if you can. However, maybe you haven't seen it. Exactly. But, but here's the, the, the key. Are you willing? Yeah. Are you willing to let this man take the leadership role in the home, be the authority that God has established him to be, provide for you, provide a home for you, and therefore give him in return? Are you, can you give the touch that God has given you to give to the home? Can you raise these kids? Not without him. I'm not advocating for absence of fathers in the home. In fact, that is the big, the biggest problem in America, in the world today. I would say in America because outside they're doing not that bad on that. But fatherless homes, especially when the father is there, he's just not there, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Very. That's not what I'm saying. Can you go ahead and take care of these children? That's if we have kids. Can you take care of me? If I'm out there working, providing, can I make sure to come home, not just to a cooked meal, not just to a clean home? That's not even, can I come home to a loving wife? Yeah, can I come home to a, hey, honey, how was your day? Exactly. Not, here this nigga comes again. Yeah. 
There's a bro, I've seen that happen in real time, bro. In real life. I was at a family member's house and he walked into the doors after a long day of work and this woman rolled her eyes. Aquí viene este. Here this one, here this nigga comes. Yeah. And I don't know what's going on in their marriage. I can't judge her for that. Yeah. But I promise you that that attitude did not make your life better. You just sent that man back to work in his mind. Like, I'd rather be over I'd there. I'd rather be over there. I have trucker friends who tell me or have told me in the past, I, sometimes I'd rather be on the road by myself, peaceful, instead of dealing with this woman. Because every time I walk into those doors, it's a fight. Obviously, obviously, I have redirected that to them. It's like, bro, okay, are you creating hostile conditions in your home? Because it's not all the woman's fault. It, it, it can damn well be, the, the, the man can be the root of the problem. Yeah, it can all be a trickle effect. You know? So, I'm not saying that you should just be, oh, uh, expecting her to build where there's nothing to build. Because here's the thing, if you're going to provide a house, make sure that you don't provide a house with foundations. With cracks in the foundation. Make sure that you provide her a home that she can actually build within. Does she feel safe in her home? Mm-hmm. Are you a safe husband to have? Can't she build without you coming and tearing everything down because you don't like what she did? Yeah. Is she free to express herself within her own home? So before you ask this question, you have to be willing to let her build. Oh, can you build me a home? Now, nah, baby. Are you going to let me build? It's a two-way question. Home is where the heart is at. I always say that. Of course it is, man. Of course. And if if you cannot find peace in your home, then why are you even there to begin with? But redirecting the question to the women, ladies, if you're not willing to build a home or to, to, give a, to make a home, again, this is one of those things that men might be able to do, but I feel is a, is a role for women to make a house a home. Mm-hmm. To create the loving environment in the home. To make sure that people can count on you within the home. To make sure that everyone is taking care of... Oh, sure, the men. We have to take care of the one in our home. So, so do the women. So do our wives. Because can you imagine... And I'm going to use an example. A lot of people are not going to like it. I'm going to do the disclaimer. I hate having to do this. Men, who didn't marry a maid. You didn't marry a servant. You didn't marry a slave. Mm-hmm. You married a woman who's autonomous. Who probably has her own things to do. Just like you have your own things to do. Respect her time. Respect her. Love her. And never, ever demand. Don't demand. Let her follow by example. With that being said, can you imagine working 15-hour days every day so that your family doesn't have to struggle? So that they can have some time to themselves? So that they don't have to sell their body for money. By that, I mean work. Okay? Don't, don't be talking about OnlyFans up in here. Don't play with me. Anyway, can you imagine having to do that? Coming home. Habiendo una mujer ahí. A woman. You're having a whole, a whole wife with her two hands and feet. And you still have to figure out where you're going to eat every night. You still have to figure out I've seen that happen. How are you going to clean this home? I've seen that happen in my in, in my own home, and it obviously led to 
cheating. The, yeah. Because the man would just get home and the wife would be laying on the couch with the hook on the table in her robe oh and her tubi on her head. Oh, my God. Literal picture. Like, just imagine that. Yeah. yeah. And what's that going to lead to, bro? If you cannot find something in your home, you're going to look for it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of these men, bro, I've talked to a lot of men, bro. I've talked to men that say, yeah, I cheat on my wife. I don't condone that. But they go, yeah, I cheat on my wife. Because where I find a cold cut sandwich sometimes when I get back home from work, I go over to the to the side piece and she cooks for me on the spot. She got the mac and cheese with the gravy and mashed potatoes and everything. Well, baby, you want you want some beans with this rice? How you want your chicken? Baked or fried? Bro, the temptations are there. It ain't always sex either. It's, it's, bro, I'm going to tell you something right now. I feel that for the mature man, sex is like the, the, the last, the, the, like on the back of our minds. Mm-hmm. How do our wives treat us? And Jen makes an interesting point. Okay, I do want to acknowledge it. Sounds like the wife was depressed. Possibly. It is mm-hmm. a possibility. Or maybe she was just lazy. Maybe she just didn't want to be a, a woman who caters to her man. Bro, I saw this man ask a woman, yo, baby, can you make me some food? She went off on him. Why can't you do it yourself? You got two hands. You... Okay, fine. But let her boss ask her, hey, move from register one to six. Yes, sir. I saw this. This is not This is my, not my, my idea. I just heard it. I'm going to repeat this to you. How do you respect your employer that can fire you at a moment's notice more than your husband? The priorities have been shifted. Priorities aren't even there. As a woman, how do you give that man more priority than your husband who provides for you, who gave you your last name, who gave you your children, who makes sure that you're good? I don't get it. You know what it is? What it is? It's a number of things. It's always going to be a back and forth. No, but you this. No, but you that. The straw man argument. No, this. No, that. And there's never a humble, a humbling of, of self. There's never a, wait, this is what I signed up for. Wait a minute. I understand. Wait a minute. He's my man and I love him. I will always acknowledge, that though. Part. I will always acknowledge. I'm not going to be ignorant. I will always acknowledge the fact that if this is happening, there's a strong chance that you as a man are the cause for this. Where did you go wrong? Especially if she didn't start out like this. If you married a woman who was there for you at all times and she's not doing that for you now, what? Let take a step back. Take a step back. What did you do? Where did you lack? What did you fail to give? And how consistent was that failure? Because if it's just a one-time thing, oh, baby, I'm sorry, I, I messed up, and you work on it, and it's a thing of the past, I doubt that this is going to be a prevalent thing. It shouldn't. But just like there's a bunch of different examples about everything everywhere, there are examples where the man is working. Maybe a little bit too much. Maybe that's a problem. He's working. He's making it happen. He's, you know, putting in the time to make sure that your family has food. And then you're treated like garbage when you get home. There's, th- this is why you ask these questions. Yeah. 
And then when you know what another question should be? When you hear the sentence, can you make me a sandwich? What comes to your mind? What's the first thing that you think about? Do you think that I'm being misogynistic? Do you think I'm being a pig? Do you think I'm being XYZ? Or are you hearing a husband that wants something that you have every capability of providing? And are you withholding providing for me? Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's so much nuance that can go into this. But at the end of the day, I feel like if you are in a servitude-based marriage, basically, you do your damn best to serve me. And I do my best to serve you. We don't keep tabs on each other. We try to outserve each other. Shoot, if you think that it's your job to do the dishes, I'm going to try to get to those dishes first than you. Just because I want you to relax. Do you see your, your spouse's rest as a priority? As a man? Bro, do you think your wife deserves to rest? It's Children like, running around and all. It's like the... I wish we would have like... Um, kind of like bookmarked or whatever. It's like the it's like the the girl said from the last life. Though you know, I wish I would remember. I didn't remember, but what she said, like it's a, it's a it's a it's a statement that is to be led, but like that is to lead examples. Yeah, really. People just need to m- mature and accept. People need to mature and they need to heal. Yeah, because I think I think at the end of the day, most people yeah. just live off based on trauma and but then but again see this is why these questions are safeguards trauma is probably going to be in most people's lives right in one form or the other in fact one of the questions that we didn't ask here is what is your relationship with your parents like and a lot of people said what my daddy got anything to do with this i'm like probably nothing at all or maybe a lot yeah. All this is, is an insight behind the psychology of how you view men. Did your father mistreat you? Was your father present? Did your father cheat on your mom? Do you see your father as less of a man? And does that project onto the man that you're about to marry? I don't, I don't, think, it's, I don't think it's coincidence that literally in the first book of the Bible in Genesis, we all, from the get-go, we see relationships. Relationships is one of the most vital, most important things in the life of in the life of humans, mm. and in the life of any living thing, really. Whether you look at it, animals have relationships with other animals. Plants have relationship with oxygen and all these things to create something beautiful. Yeah, man. Photosynthesis be doing that thing, bro. It's a relationship. It does. It, it's, it's a bond. Exactly. And then people say, "Oh, being codependent is bad." No, it's not. If you're with the right person, I depend on my wife, just like she depends on me. They only like dependent when it's on tax season. <laughs> It's true. That's the only time the independent or having a dependent is convenient. It is, and then unfortunately, we take we take our. Um... But there's a there's a there's a reason why why why, like you know, God placed them in the garden, and He destroyed like the Tower of Babel and all that. And it's just because the garden, it takes time. Yeah. It takes time. You got to plant seeds. You got to water. You got to wait for sun. You got to do this. It takes time and it takes patience and it takes the ability to put in the work. Yeah. You're not just going to get a finished product from the beginning. It doesn't work like that. Whatever happened to building? Like, you see those stories, those 1950s, whatever. They start out living in a one-bedroom apartment with three kids and then they build out together. The man focuses on the business. The woman focuses on making sure that the home is ready. And then they work it out. And then by the end of, of, of their life, 
they're prosperous. They're doing good. Listen, man. I don't want to get into that topic, but I, I, in my opinion, I just think everything has to do with like social media and just like us wanting to live the lives of others and seeing a couple's happy, quote unquote, happy, and then we want the same thing, and then and like. I like I remember I was talking to somebody at work and we were talking about the topic and I was like it's so sad that so many women are willing to put up with inc- incompetent men just because what because we were talking about Valentine's Day be, just because on one day of the year they give them chocolate flowers and all this but then he's a headache for three hundred and sixty four days yeah I always say you should never ever assume that what you're seeing online or even people that you know in real life yeah. never compare what you have to other people. Because you never know what happens behind in that house when those doors close. Yeah. Exactly. People are very good at projecting fakeness. False happiness. Yeah. Projecting, uh, my man does this for me. No, he doesn't. He just does it because there's a camera in front of him. Exactly. And yeah, like, I get paid. Those, those roses that he just handed to you on, on the camera, you bought those and you gave, hey, baby, give me these cameras on, these flowers on camera. And they were a sponsor from the rose company that was paying you. There, there is so much that can happen. You know what? I feel like this is really relevant to this question because if you insist on comparing yourself to other houses, you're not going to build a home. You're going to copy one that's already made. Mm. And then the bad thing about this is you're never going to copy things to the fullest extent because you don't know what it took to make the house work. Mm-hmm. I know marriages that I know are thriving today. And I have, they've only told me a few things here and there of the struggles they had to go through. But only they know what really went into the foundation of that home. Yeah. Only that man knows the sacrifice he had to make so that she didn't have to work. Only she knows the sacrifice that she had to make so that that man felt comfortable and accepted in his own home. You said it once. The couples that are truly happy, they don't really be posting on, on social media. They don't. That's very true. Do you know how many moments, I'm going to be very honest here. Do you know how many moments I've captured on camera between me and Carmen? Just being happy, living life. And I say, nah, this is for me. Boop, and I delete it. Because there's no reason. Like, I, I don't have to show everybody what's going on in my home. In fact, I'm a very big ag- advocate for privacy. Yeah. I'm like, keep the world outside. There's a reason your home has walls and not doors. And windows and everything. Yeah. Obviously, it's a bad example, but you know what I mean. <laughs> There's a reason your house is made out of bricks and not windows and not of glass. Yeah. You don't want everybody seeing inside. You want to keep some things to yourself. And that includes moments of happiness. It includes moments of frustration. It includes moments of building. So that when people end up seeing you at the end of the day, they just see the product. If you want to share with them what went into that, by all means. But if you share the process in the while it's happening, that can be detrimental. To your marriage. The problem with building a house of glass is not only that people get to see, but it's also very sensitive to, yeah. the, to the things that touch it. They can throw a rock at my house and it's not going to happen. Nope. Throw a rock at a glass house, it's going to come crumbling down. Yep. So be very careful. I'm telling you, this all goes back to question number two. Are you willing to keep your problems between yourself? And then the other question, are you able to keep the people who break our boundaries outside of our marriage? Y'all do not understand the 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 absolute nightmare that it is once a boundary and the door is breached in your home and you can it's like a roach infestation once it gets in it's possible to get it out but you're going to want to leave the house first you're going to want to move out of the house which means you're going to want to leave this person so do your best and keep it between yourselves now 
That was the last question. However, however. Are you going to go into the DM? Yeah, I'm going to do it. We can do 10 minutes on this and that's it. This is not a question that I got a DM on, but rather this is uh, a thread that my friend Jotty posted. All doctor, I don't care. And I just want to talk about it, okay? Because this all goes into basically who these men are, who should be asking these questions. And next week, for the for the ladies listening, we're going to address the flip side of this. You know, we're going to be talking about questions that women should ask men before they get married or before they accept to marry him. But Jody posted this question, and I just want to read it, okay? It says, or not, not question, just a statement. Men should not be, married men should not be in anyone's DMs talking about some hard eye emoji. Basically, you know, reacting to something that she posted, like her, herself. It can be, like she said, food or a cool subject, but you will be blocked. Otherwise. Let me um, break this down. If you as a married man... <laughs> talking about some high art emojis. If you as a married man... Another woman posts a video, a picture, thirst trap, whatever it may be, and you react with heart eye emojis, bro, that is grounds for a very serious conversation, in my opinion. Because what are you, grown-ass man, entirely married man, doing, acknowledging, or looking at other women with heart eye emojis... Because uh, let me ask you something, Oscar. What what do you expect from that? What do you think is going to happen? What's the outcome that you're hoping to happen with that? I mean, you're planting a seed. You're planting a seed, right? Let's just go down the psychology of this, right? Heart eye emoji, boop, sent. Hopefully, you want an interaction with that. You want a conversation. Yeah. Oh my God, thank you. Oh, where are you from? Probably know where they're from. That's irrelevant. But men say the dumbest things when they want to talk to somebody. Oh my God, what color are your eyes? Oh my God, where are you from? Oh, XYZ, conversation. What is the, pro- the, 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 the purpose of that conversation? What's the end goal of this conversation? Uh, from the man, probably to get in there. Absolutely. Or even, let's say that they have no intention of physically doing anything. You are still craving this woman's attention. It'll happen eventually. If you keep doing it, it will. It'll happen eventually because it's like with everything in life, it's a gateway. You start with one thing, leads to another. You ask something like, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I'm hungry too. You want to go get, you know, whatever. We could just stay in the car and chit-chat. Meanwhile, meanwhile, your wife is right next to you. Meanwhile, she wants to talk to you, but you're too busy entertaining this person in, in this DM. Married men should not be doing that. And I hate the whole... Uh, it just sort of happened thing. Bro, there are so many steps to get to where you ended up that it's not even funny. You just sort of clicked the hard R emoji? Yeah, you just sort of... You just sort of responded 300 times? You just sort of sent a picture to her? You just sort of put your penis in her vagina? You just sort of... (laughs) I'm being serious, bro. Like, you, it just happened. You just (laughs) slipped on a banana and... Whoop. How do we end up here? (laughs) Yo... Manny's gonna be the one. I knew it. I knew it. I knew I was gonna do it, bro. What? <laughs> it's true. 
like we 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 try to we try to mask and baby everything to like oh it just happened it just sort of happened like it didn't just sort of happen you're a grown man and these these are all the steps that led to you cheating it's not a coincidence it's not an accident it's intentional you do it because from the get go you wanted to nobody can tell me that no man oh i didn't want to cheat bro we have a word for that it starts with an r and it rhymes with grape yeah Okay, you did this intentionally. You went out, you sought it out. The same way you got your wife, you went out and tried to get another woman. You knew she was home alone. Like, you really thought, like... And, bro, you knew that she was going to respond. You knew what she was going to do. All I'm saying is, if you think that this is okay, this is why I have such a... Oh, my God. I swear. This is why I have such a strict stance with not having female friends as a man that your wife is not also a friend with or at least knows. I don't think that a man should be entertaining a private relationship with another woman. doesn't matter how platonic it is. does not matter how platonic it is. She's my friend. Mm-hmm. She's my homegirl. She's the one I go to. Because then, then not only are you cheating, but like just, just think about the embarrassment. And it's like I always say, something that, that was taught to me was always put yourself in the other person's shoes as the husband. Just picture your wife having a conversation or sending heart eye emojis to some guy that's, let's say for example, is in that goes to the gym and looks nothing like you, bro. Those you, mm. you're a dark you're a dark skin w- with a beer belly and she's sending heart eyes to to a light to skin the, with green eyes to the guys that look like Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's gonna trigger insecurities. How would, isn't? how would you feel as the husband? It's going to trigger insecurities. And I, I have this philosophy. I will be damned if you catch me putting my wife in an embarrassing situation. Because guess what? I said it before. A lot of these men are real lucky that the women that they be DMing don't be taking screenshots and sending to the girls. Violating. Do you know how many relationships would just boop, cease to exist off the face of the earth? Girl, look at this. Look, look, look at what your man sent me. I'm just saying, I don't know. Do what yeah, you well, want. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All I'm saying is y'all got to be very, very careful with the fact that you, you, we forget. And I'm just going to, I feel like I'm going to end it with this. Okay. Well, my part, you can say whatever you want. We forget that there are things that are exclusive to your wife and things that are exclusive to the husband. There are things that my wife is going to get from me that no other woman on this planet is ever going to get. I'm not talking about the sexual part. There are emotional aspects of me that are exclusive to my wife. That means if I'm going to acknowledge a woman's beauty, it's hers. That's it. Sure, we're mature enough, you know. She she says, wow, babe, she's really pretty. I'm like, yeah, she is. Like, we're not children. But for me to go, like, behind her back, like, yo, mom, I swear to God, those eyes, like, pools of honey. Bro, shut up. Man, use that same line on the other shut DMs. Shut up, bro. She, her eyes are green, first of all. And number two, you, like you just said, you use that line on every other girl. Shut up. When was the last time you gave your, your wife any compliments? Mm-hmm. Like, damn, baby, you look good. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Bro, I, I'm telling you. I didn't know her with that. But it's... It's just who I am because she, it belongs to her. She married my emotional side too. 
So how stupid would I make her look if she married my emotional aspect as well and I'm out here sharing this with everybody? We as men have to really get our act together, bro. We really do. Because this, this is not going to end anytime soon if we don't at least acknowledge how ridiculous that makes them look and us. Those are my two cents. Yeah, those are my two cents too, what you said. All right. With that being said, uh, thank you all so much for for joining today's quite extensive live, I'd say. And uh, like I said, next week we are going to be talking about the same thing, just flip side, women for men. Uh, follow us on Instagram at underscore stay uncomfortable. Yeah, follow us on... Uh... Hold Gosh. on. Oh, you got it right that you... Yeah, I hope you guys are here next week also to help us. I'm a little scared. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that episode. It's gonna be a good one. That's for damn sure. I don't know. It's gonna be a real good one. But um, with that being said, this was today's program, and y'all have a great one. All right. Stay comfortable. Take it easy.